welcome to Where to Ski with me, your host, John Morgan. Every episode is designed to bring insights on a mountain that you, your family, or your friends might enjoy. Today, we're in Vermont at Stowe Mountain Resort, Queen of the East. Grab your skis and let's dive into the world of skiing and life in the mountains. My guest today is Dave Merriam. Dave has some history at Stowe, serving as the Senior Director of Skier Services to Director of the Ski and Snowboard School. Dave doesn't just know Stowe, though. He knows skiing. He was in the Professional Ski Instructors of America demo team for 12 years, was their head coach for eight. He instructed and directed the race program at La Parva, Chile for two years, helped develop product for both Olin and other companies, and wrote extensively for Ski Magazine. Dave raised his two daughters in the area. Today, Dave lives outside Stowe with his wife, Eve. Stowe started as a logging and lumber town, propelling it to become a summer resort in the late 1800s. Summer resort activities led to winter, and Stowe became the East's first real ski resort. The town of Stowe is quintessential New England. Beautiful buildings, churches, town squares with restaurants, local business, shops, and hotels that make it attractive and fun. Getting to Stowe is easy. 25 minutes from Burlington Airport and only a few hours drive from all of New England and New York City. Stowe has made a heavy investment in base facilities, high-speed lifts and snowmaking, and now boasts some of the best facilities in the U.S. on two separate mountains, Mount Mansfield and Spruce Peak. There are 117 trails with a wide spread of ability levels for everyone and a world-class ski school that make this resort for everyone, not just the top skiers. So let's talk to Dave and see what Stowe is really like. So Dave, welcome to Where to Ski. Thanks for joining us today. Having grown up in Vermont myself, I'm excited to talk about Stowe. But before we start talking skiing, what is it about Stowe that's kept you there, allowed you to raise your family in the area, and keeps you still living there? Well, good morning, John. It's nice to be with you. I've been in Stowe since 89, and my wife and I moved here and raised our kids here, like you said. And uh, I think it's more than, you know, it's a it's a lovely community. I mean, I think that's the biggest, uh, that was the biggest drawing card, if you will, for it, with just the community was beautiful. It's in the mountains. We both love the mountains. So there's great hiking, great skiing. You know, it's a real, you know, full season, multi-season experience for us. So the quality of life is probably the biggest thing. Like with a lot of people that I talked to on this, um, on this series, it's about the people in a lot of cases you know, like-minded people who love the mountains and just want to be there. Yes. And Stowe is, like you said, the community is lovely. We've got some fantastic friends and, uh, and then, you know, get to enjoy the outdoors and recreation and quality of life. You know, we make sugar uh, in the spring. We, uh, we have, like, I've got a big giant pizza oven. So we have, uh, we, we host plenty of pizza parties with, friends so uh yeah it's lovely here in vermont well i'm coming to your place for uh sugar on pizza sometime yeah there you go. yes so maybe you can live our give our listeners an overview of the two mountains that make up the ski area and what to expect when they make the like 10 minute drive up from town yep so you like you said the resort's about 10 minutes uh you're on route 108 so as you drive up route 108 the first thing that you see when you start to enter into the resort uh, is the cross country center. That's sort of the, the uh, entry portal, if you will, to the resort. And that's where, 
you know, the pay, the uh, uh, complimentary or free parking is with shuttle service There's a bunch of parking there. And then you go up a little bit further and you go by the toll house that's on your left. And there's uh, complimentary parking and uh, shuttle service there. And then you get into the resort proper. And the first signs you'll see is Spruce Peak and Spruce generally from an access standpoint, drop off. So you can drop your, all, you know, the kids off or uh, your group with you, but that's primarily, you know, the, the ski club is up there. The, uh, the children's programs are there. And a lot of the, the ski and snowboard school is, is centered out of there. It's the hotel is there, a lot of residences and so forth. So then if you continue, so you could go in there to do your drop off. And then if you continue on, and you go to the left, Route 108 ends right there at Barnes Camp in the winter. So they don't plow Route 108 that continues to go over the notch into towards smugglers. They don't plow that. So you have to take a left. And then you would run uh, kind of right into the gondola area. And then, you know, the parking is there. And, and so primarily, and that's paid parking. So uh, during peak periods. So, yeah. So then... The two mountains are divided by Route 108, but then there's a transfer gondola that can link that link the two mountains. So what a lot of say if if you're going heading to Spruce with your family because some of the you know the kids are in ski school or something like that, you can go ahead and park there, jump on the over easy, and then gain access to Spruce uh, that way. So yeah, that makes it pretty easy. It is. It, I mean, the access is easy. I mean, I think ultimately if you're staying in town. Riding the shuttle is the easiest way to get up and back and forth with the mountain because, you know, it's one road and with lots of traffic, it can, you know, ha- keeping cars to a minimum is good. And then, uh, like I said, paid parking right at the base of Mansfield. So, yeah. You've talked a lot about um, all different levels of skiers. You know, it still attracts first timers, families, experienced skiers. And the investment that Stowe's made over the past few years, has that really turned this into a mountain for everyone? It used to be known as a, you know, a hard mountain. Yeah. I, one of the hardest in the East. Uh, and it still has that terrain for sure. And then there's also been, particularly over on the spruce side, with in conjunction with the real estate development, the all the beginner, it's lovely beginner terrain. We built a new... Uh, trail off of the adventure triple called inspiration and we named it inspiration because as you come off the chair around the corner you get this magnificent glimpse of the front four and the hopes is that it would inspire a new skier to to or a snowboarder to to just continue on their route to getting better Uh, so the spruce area, unbelievable for first-time skiers, riders. The big chil- the children's programs is is there as well. And then, yeah, there's great. At, then you can graduate up through uh, the intermediate level and so forth. And then heading over to the mountain, the new six pack, the Sunrise Six that was put in uh, uh, last year is lovely. It gains wonderful access to Tyro, Gulch, Standard, some of the really really classic easy blues and then you know then you've got the quad and getting up on the front the classic the infamous front four um as you see you know, really uh, an unbelievable sustained 2000 vertical doesn't stop lovely fantastic skiing or riding ah, that sounds like fun especially getting this close to ski season yeah what about for an expert skier 
What would be a go-to day of skiing, given that the, you know, the weather was decent and, you know, you weren't shut out of some areas? You know, I know a lot of ski areas ski according to the time of day and where the sun hits and things like that. What would you do if you were taking runs? And Yeah, so that's the, I, I, exactly, follow the sun. Uh, oftentimes, my first runs, the quad generally, I think, opens at like eight in the morning. So either this on the Mansfield side, the quad or the uh, the sunrise six and go up and my favorite first run, kind of a warm up. Don't need to jump right into the double, triple blacks. First run, uh, is, is Lord to sunrise and the sun first thing in the morning lights that right up. And so you get the sort of the orange glow from the early sun. The grooming is immaculate usually. So it's lovely to just get your kind of legs warmed up, get your head in the game. Uh, and then you basically um, kind of continue around the mountain. Mansfield is like a big bowl, and on one, it's bordered by the toll road, which is the easier skiing. Uh, if you look, it would be skiers, skiers right or lookers left. And then as you move across the mountain, uh, you get to the mountain quad that has it gives you access to the infamous, the Front Forest, Star Goat National, and Lift Line, and then. You proceed so you can ski those, but by 11 o'clock, those are a lot of times um, based on the time of year, it starts to get flat light. So then you can move towards the gondola and the gondola, uh, the light is really good there um, mid to late morning and into the early afternoon. And you can the unbelievably wonderful cruisers on Perry Merrill and Gondolier. And then in the afternoon, you know, it's called sunny spruce for a reason. And, uh, you know, it's more southerly facing. So you jump on the over easy, boom, head over there. And then you can hit sensation quad or the the uh, sunny spruce. And, you know, two fast quads can zip you up there. And it's just a nice way to uh, end the day and spend the afternoon. And meet up with your kids. There you go. You've there you go. Whole, yes. You've got a whole lap there. Yes. There is some backcountry skiing up there too, isn't there? Uh, there is. And most of, we don't, the, like the ski and ride from a guide service perspective or teaching uh, perspective, don't, we don't take clients, guests out of the ski area boundary. And the boundary essentially on the Mansfield side would be from uh, Chincliffe, which is off of the gondola over to Toll Road. And that's sort of so there's good inbounds, glades and trees. Uh, it's just a matter of knowing where to go. And then uh, at Spruce, there's not as much, but there is some inbounds uh, backcountry. And then the the as you drive up the mountain, uh, the cross country center, that's sort of where the birth of of skiing was at Stowe is in the Ranch Valley. And you can take it's more uh, backcountry touring than like skins and or lift access backcountry. And you can go up into, uh, you follow the ranch uh, brook that goes, follows the Burt Trail. And you can go up into steeple, up into some lovely backcountry skiing. You know, if you have the three pins with with uh, fish scales, a cross country type setup, it's really, it's it's lovely. And it's very, it's a very pristine watershed. So the 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 nature bath sort of side of it is is fantastic and then that also connects with the Bruce that then the Bruce uh if, if you're looking as you look up the mountain the Bruce kind of takes a shoulder runs to the right and then eventually meets up with almost to the top of the quad and so that's a classic backcountry run but it is out of bounds 
And it's it sounds like you need to sort of a little bit of effort and some um, guidance to be able to ski some of those. Yeah, there's it, a service, John. There's a service. Um, I think it's Sunrise Guides. They're right adjacent to the Matterhorn at the bottom of the Harlow Hill, just when you first get into the resort proper or almost to the resort. And they do, they offer services uh, like that. And I think the Cross Country Center also does some backcountry uh, and they have uh, equipment rental there uh, as well. Well, for a, a normal skier who's going to stay on the mountain or m- many skiers are going to stay on the mountain, Stowe has one of the most advanced ski schools in New England, at least, and probably in the country started by um, Sepp Roosh in long time ago, back in the 30s. Would you recommend that maybe on the first day, even expert skiers get someone to ski with them and show them the mountain? Oh, yeah. I, I think it's fun to discover uh, the inside track, if you will, or the locals look at the mountain based on the snow conditions, based on how the mountain is, you know, how the mountain has been groomed, what the skiing is like. I mean, the instructors would, the guide would have access to the you know, the grooming reports and know the exposures. And then if there's, you know, if it's a powder day that then, you know, there's an opportunity to discover a few little inbounds secret spots for some uncut or something like that. Or if it's, you know, no soft, no soft new snow, uh, they can certainly point the way to, you know, good groomers and good cruising or bumps or whatever, whatever you'd like. I think it's always good to have a, a guide take you around to get to know the area anyways, because then you can maximize your ski day. That's I've found that in a lot of areas that having someone, a local, someone who knows the mountain and knows how it's skiing that day, that week and knows the mountain really well, it's really helpful the first day or t- to be able to get your bearings, know where to ski and yeah. then you're good on your own. Mm-hmm. The ski school there has got a huge history. And I know that you've been intimately involved with that for many years. Maybe you could talk about the history of how Stowe started and how the ski school got set up. Well, originally, like you said, in the early 30s, 1936, 1937, uh, Sepp Roosh essentially uh, created both. It was the Mansfield, Mount Mansfield Ski Club that eventually became the ski club from a racing perspective and a competitions perspective. And then also uh, the ski, the ski school. And then so over time, certainly the. 40s and 50s following World War II and the 50s, many Europeans came and uh, taught skiing. So it has that real European-Austrian influence uh, from SEP. And then later, a gentleman, Kerr Sparks, took over the school and ran it for, I think, certainly in the uh, 60s and 70s. And then uh, his son, Peter, uh, or SEP's <clears throat> son, Peter Rouge. Uh, was a ski team member, and he ran the school until I started doing it in 95. And I think that, yeah, I, I, I think it's really about two things. One is the mountain is a total, is a major playground. And really, it's about, you know, developing your technique or your tactics to ski the, you know, the mountain and the mountain is a, is the real teacher. And that's the coolest thing one of the nice things about Stowe is it has that very terrain. It's got some real steeps. I mean, in my opinion, if you can ski well at Stowe, you could probably ski pretty darn well at most any area uh, in the country, certainly. I mean, it, it, uh, so then that then attracts good skiers and riders and then people that are passionate about the sport because they're doing it because 
they love to ski and ride and then also passionate about skiing and I think that or 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 teaching and that just sets up for um some fun learning environments and fun camaraderie with the student and the, the teacher that's a, that's a pretty cool background a pretty cool history a lot of areas were jump-started by a lot of the Austrians that came over in the 30s and stayed and made this their home and Stowe's one of those that has the longevity to have done that and along with a couple of other areas and that's a great story Intermediate skiers, you've talked a little bit about it. It sounds like intermediate beginners are best off at Spruce Peak to start. They've got a ton of terrain for intermediates and beginners at Stowe. Is that about the best place? Yeah, I think I think if you're going to, certainly I would highly recommend uh, instead of you know doing the uh, black and blue method to learning uh, is to <laughs> you know start out and and get some coaching. I think you need coach. I, I would highly advise it both from a a responsibility standpoint you know as a as a person out there on the hill you really have the responsibility to kind of know how to do certain things from a responsibility perspective so going in and doing a whether it's a private lesson or uh, a, a multi-person group lesson i think it's a good way to get started and so then you know how to ride the lifts you know how to put your gear on safely um you can do all of that you understand a little bit of the rules of the road and i think that that makes you then a, a legit skier or rider and then so starting at spruce like i said inspiration lovely trail i think you want that blend of just enough pitch to move but not so much that you want to not you know you don't want to do the sport anymore so you know having a boyfriend take girlfriend up a blue or you know up the gondola we've definitely had that before and then you know it's the black and blue method coming down that's probably not the best way to to start out so certainly um, spruce maybe a lesson uh for sure and then easy street and the meadows quad really nice greens to then more difficult greens and then when you're when you're comfortable skiing on the kind of an, a green, uh, easier blue, then heading to Mansfield is really fun uh, uh, and to run up the quad and go down the toll road. The toll road is a basically a four mile run that would go all the way. It cannot go all the way down to the toll house area or uh, if it's open because there's no snowmaking down there or you can you take a left as you're coming down and you you head back to the mountain. And that's a a lovely trail that you get the full alpine get up in the you know above tree line it's just really it's just really pretty up there that's that's incredible that's a, that's quite a mouthful in terms of um, terrain for basically every level of skier that's great what's your favorite month to ski still or does every uh, month have its own pluses and minuses well i tend like right now i uh for me it's february and march although some of the early Sometimes you could get some early big winter storms, but, you know, early season with limited terrain, that's not my favorite uh, time to ski, but definitely February and March, the days are, the sun is higher, uh, the days are a little longer, and February and March, usually we get quite a bit of snow. Uh, it's a, usually a snowy month, so those are probably my favorite uh, times to ski for sure. I remember some great times in March in Vermont uh, with sugar on snow and the skiing that goes with it. Now, that's so I think you're on the same track I am. It's beautiful up there then. Yeah, it is. It's really nice. I mean, we can get, you know, if there's early snow 
and uh, Stowe has a phenomenal snowmaking system, so they can lay down quite a bit of snow. And if if it doesn't, if we don't have a huge freeze thaw, uh, a lot of freeze thaw cycles, then they don't have to go back and repair. They can continue to open terrain. And I think when more terrain gets open, uh, it's more fun. For sure. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the white ribbon of death early, yeah. early in the season. <laughs> that That's scary stuff. So let's go a little bit different direction. Not everyone skis. And Stowe's not only about skiing. There's a lot there. It's charming New England mountain town. There's a lot of boutiques, businesses, excellent dining options. I know that there's a lot of uh, choices for food. Let's maybe talk about that for a minute downtown. Yeah, well, the whole Route 108 is just started with lovely places to dine, uh, Doc Ponds, you know, from starting from the, from the down, down in town, Doc Ponds is great. The bench, idle time, Picasso. They're just really all kinds of different types of cuisine, easy for families or more sort of, if you want more of the, you know, the full tablecloth, uh, you know, full on service, um, you know, Places like the Plate, uh, good, lo- lovely, great places to dine. Up at Traps, Trap Family Lodge uh, is also a, you know, they have uh, Austrian cuisine up there. And then there are the brew pubs. You didn't, I mean, those are the, there are more craft breweries in the Stowe area. I mean, you've got uh, the Alchemist, which is fantastic. They've made the infamous Heady Topper that basically put, double IPAs on the map, I think. Uh, and, you know, then you have traps. They do the lagers and more of a Pilsner style beer. They do, do do some IPAs. Those are fantastic. And then Idle Time is there. Then you have Stowe Cider, which is, you know, you can go up for some uh, hard cider and then head north towards Morrisville. And there's the Soulmate. There's uh, Rock Art. There's 10 Bends. There's so you get if you go, you have to definitely go to a brew brew pub or something and sample some of the quintessential Vermont IPAs. Man, that's a lot of choices. A yeah. lot of, that's a lot of choices. What about um, lodging? You talked a bit about staying up at Spruce, but I know that there are a number of other lodges and inns on the way in town and on the way up the hill. Yes, there are, uh, and also. Uh, small band of breakfasts. The best thing on that, John, is to is to uh, go to the site Ghosto, and at Ghosto, that's the the uh, basically that's the the driver for a lot of that particular information. But yes, there are s- some smaller inns. There are inns that are have a higher you know level of service. It really depends. There's something for everybody, really. Uh, that you can find based on the price point and based on what your lodging experience wants to be. And I think also something to to ask about is certainly during peak times, it's also nice to be able to have access to the Mountain Road Shuttle. And the shuttle runs up Route 108 and some other places and just makes getting in and out uh, to and from your lodging easier. Uh, the the town of Stowe is super pedestrian friendly. So there's a lot of places when you get downtown, you can walk to. And sometimes people like to stay within walking distance uh, of of um, of the of the town itself. Um, what about Opre and nightlife? I know there's some of that at Stowe. I've heard I've heard rumors. Oh, yeah. The uh, 
the move really would be if you can ski it is to you know take the last run on the quad or the last chair and then jump on the bruce and the bruce it's out of bounds so you want to know where you're going but then you ski down the bruce and that empties out it's a bit of a slog right at the end so for riders it's kind of tough on a snowboard but you can do it if you borrow your buddy's poles or something like that uh then that empties out at the matterhorn and the matterhorn is the quintessential apre uh bar scene for sure um uh, <laughs> it's right at the foot of the of the of the harlow hill as you come down out of the resort and you know then from there you can do the pub, pub crawl and just continue on there is lots of places on the way down uh the mountain to enjoy a many many beers you know the bench has a number of taps there's uh, uh there's lots of places that have lots of good apres scene for sure but it's also so, yeah go ahead. sounds sorry. like you need oh no no it sounds like you um there's enough choices you need to be careful that you don't miss the next day oh yeah yeah the easiest thing to do is don some snowshoes and then you can walk along the bike path you know white or cross country skis and go along the bike path there's plenty of stops on the way and then just arrange someone to pick you up so that's a good way to see that's a good way to see all the all the high, the, the the nights the nightlife at Stowe. what's the uh, best best breakfast in Stowe for you uh in town would be the butler's pantry it's right across from the the like kind of one of the icons and still the big white community church. That's a favorite. And then first, you know, another, if I'm up on the mountain, mountain skiing, the octagon, I think skier skiing wrote them up as having one of the finest breakfast sandwiches in the world. So they make a, a unbelievably good egg sandwich at the octagon at the top of the quad. So, you know, that's always the good move when you're ready to, you know, had four or five, six runs, ready to warm the toes up, maybe go in there and get a cup of hot chocolate or coffee and have an egg sandwich. Can we spend a couple of minutes talking about your philosophy about skiing and instruction? You've spent a lot of time showing people how to ski and working on the demo team. And I know you've got some pretty good viewpoints on that. Yeah, well, um, my I think the key would be is if you're looking to get better, you need a coach. That's the bottom line, especially in sports. You need a coach. It's, it would be, John, like, if you're wanting to get better at, 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 at shooting free throws in basketball, but there's a big curtain uh, above the the net. So you can't see the net. You could throw the ball, goes up over the curtain, but you can't see uh, if the ball went in or not. You need feedback. Coaches give you feedback. And I, I think that the the coach will really, so you got to find a coach. And then once you 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 found a coach that you that you enjoy being with. You really have to trust what it is that they're saying, particularly as adult learners. Um, you when you learn something new, not only do you have to learn something new, you have to let go of what you already do, and so you get into this never never land where you don't own what you used to be able to do, and you don't own what you're trying to do. So actually, your performance ebbs, and so as you learn performance often goes down so if you don't trust your coach you're not going to kind of be in this oh my performance is ebbing i'm not getting better i don't like my coach you have to sort of be in that space for a while and then eventually you start to have these little breakthroughs it's like in golf you got to hit in the 90s if you hit in the 80s you want to hit in the 70s you got to hit in the 90s for the summer in order to get into the 70s and so if you don't trust your coach you're not going to do that 
so that's a that's a big component of it. So finding a coach and then giving into it and giving into what they would be professing as as uh, necessary to make your next jump from a performance standpoint, uh, and then practicing. You you, you know you practicing a the right things and then practice 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 uh, and and then you get better and you jump into new places and there's nothing better in to be with a student or a guest that's practicing and practicing and then they start to have these lovely breakthroughs and they start to do things that they've never done before uh, and that's a blast to be with people doing things that they've uh, have accomplished for the first time ski to bump run they never thought they could ski uh, super fun to do that your own personal favorite day at Stowe when you don't have uh, other responsibilities. Let's put it that way. When you go out and get to do whatever you want for the day. Well, the perfect day would be, uh, the perfect day would be my wife and I waking up, getting up early, be on the mountain by seven thirty, quarter of eight quad opens at eight, five or six runs, have a little break, uh, have a cup of Joe coffee, have the egg sandwich in the octagon. Uh, then maybe head over to, uh, the gondola cruise around, you know, again, based on the snow conditions and then about, you know, there's a saying in, in Stowe 10 by 10, 10 runs by 10 o'clock. Uh, and then, you know, then by 11, we're boots off, uh, lunch at home, quick nap, and then I make furniture. So, uh, I head to my workshop for the afternoon. <laughs> that sounds spectacular. I mean, you you got it nailed. That's uh, you've done it enough. You should, but I I like that program. Yeah. How can our listeners find you if they wanted to uh, meet you up at Stowe and take some runs or leverage some of your expertise? Is the ski school uh, the best place? Yep, ski school is the best place, and the best place to a- access the ski school is through the Stowe.com web portal, and basically that's the easiest way to do that. And through all the Vail Resort sort of organization that way and through the their their ski school it's quite a sophisticated reservation option and then the reservationist would reach out to me and make connections like that okay yeah perfect yep perfect dave thank you so very much for taking time to talk to us about stow and skiing and you know life in general up there you might see dave anywhere on the mountain in the winter or you might not see him when he's working at his workshop building furniture if you want to contact him, the Stowe Ski and Snowboard School is the right place to reach out. If you like our podcasts, please share them and listen to perspectives on this and other areas like Anton, Palisades Tahoe, Jackson, Sugarbush, Portillo, the Dolomites, and many others. Thank you for joining and thank you, Grits, for the music. Feel it, she feel it, we feel it.